get ready to rock out with your talk out. It's the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. and girls and children of all ages it is the Ludie Rock and Roll Circus. What's up? Hey, I'm really excited about our new sponsor. Ooh. What's cracking, bitch? How come you taste so good? Well, Tootie, Mommy's got a thick and rich syrupy ass. Mama's flapjack juice is thick and rich. Watch Mama bust her cinnamon load. This sweet ass is thick and rich. Mrs. Butterworth? I love you. Crazy bitch talking to breakfast food. I don't uh, I don't know if I'm uh, Mama's I'm, sponsored this week by Mama's Flapjack Juice. That's I don't know if I'm turned on, <clears> hungry, <throat> or <throat> sickened. <laughs> <clears throat> Mama's Flapjack Juice. They have it's a whole the line of products. I bet they do. Including Maxi Pads. Oh, uh, here we go. They're not made <laughs> but out of But we're not going to get to that right now. Yeah, maybe we'll, not, talk, maybe no, we'll have okay. the Maxi Maybe we'll have them talk <clears throat> about their Maxi Pads wow. later on. Wow. <laughs> What's cracking, bitch? What's cracking is it is the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus up and in your face. I promised you guys that this was the rudest, nastiest mm-hmm. podcast yeah. on the fucking planet. And yeah. that's exactly what this is. Yeah, pretty much. So if you can't handle that, you need to get the fuck out right now. Right. We're not pl- I ain't playing. Out the door. I ain't playing with you. Mr. Bill Damiano leaving comments. Come on. <clears throat> Already. Right. Leave Already. a smart ass comment. Holy free holy. Bill knows. Bill knows all about Mama's Flapjack Juice. Oh, interesting. Bill's ready. He's like, sign me up. He wants to know where where he can put his email address in so we can get on the mailing list for Mama's Flapjack Juice. (laughs) You know, Bill, they can deliver Mama's Flapjack Juice directly to your house. Yeah. You look hungry, by the way. Yeah, there you go. So I think you could use a little bit. But anyways, it is Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Go to LudiniRockandRollCircus.com if you like this. I I don't know why you would like this kind of entertainment. I don't like it myself. But you know yeah, we, we we hate it. <laughs> they make us do it. But people like Bill da- uh, Bill Damiano, he, he you know we, you know it, it's people like this. It's sickos like him mm-hmm. who tune into the yeah, podcast. Yeah, he gets it. <laughs> Bill, we love you. We're just yes. we're having a lot of fun yes. tonight. Yes. Uh, go to RockRageRadio.com, download the free app, yeah. and uh, Wolf's Customs. Check out check them out for a great. Um, custom artwork on your musical instrument um, and don't forget to check out Mama's Flapjack Juice anytime you get a chance. <laughs> it is not to be missed. No. <laughs> oh, it's thick. Bill, we're not trying Sweet. to get it. It's thick and rich, Bill. It's thick and rich. So, all right. All right. Well, let's get right to it. Let's get right into it. So, uh, <laughs> we, have, uh, we have Mr. Pittsburgh with us today. Hey, everybody. So, Mr. Pittsburgh. Yeah. We like to start to show off a little bit about what's going on with everybody's week. What what what's sure. going on with your week? So, Ludini, you're you're a film fan, much like I am. I'm a flim flam man, but I am a flim flam flam flam. What'd you say? You like films? That's it. Yeah, flim flam. So this 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 may uh, also apply to you. But did you ever see a film? <laughs> you saw it once. No. Come on, now. No. You saw it once. Was never able to see it again, but yet it's stuck in your head. Yes. Okay. So I, 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 Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny. Good. Oh, <laughs> that's an unholy unity right there. So, uh, so I remember <clears throat> as a kid, 
now see it like I'm clearing my throat now. As a kid, I can remember staying up with my mom and watching Chiller Theater here in Pittsburgh. Oh! And one night they showed a movie from 1960 called Village of the Damned. Have you ever seen the old Village of the Damned? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. With, the, with the kids. Black and white, 1960. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, exactly. Well, that scared the bejesus out of me. But I haven't seen it since, but I remember it to this day. Thank you. Thank you, sound effects man. Uh, another one, I was in the Army. And uh, I think it was USA Up All Night or something like that, or Night Flights or something like that, where they would play a whole movie along with a couple of videos. Right. And then that was like from 12 to 3, midnight mm-hmm. to 3. And then from 3 to 6, they repeated the entire program. Okay. Again. Do you remember? I don't know if you remember Yeah, that. yeah, absolutely. Okay. USA Up All Night. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so so I, was, I was off the next day. So I stayed up and started watching it, and they played this movie. And... The movie impacted me so much. I liked it so much. I stayed up till three to watch it again, and that's the only two times I saw it for years and years. Village and years. of the Dam. Close. Oh, oh no. I thought that's what we were talking. No, about. it was uh, no, 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 no. The Village of the Dam was when I was a little kid, and I got scared and stuck, gotcha, stuck in my gotcha, head ever since then. This next movie, I stayed up all night literally to watch it, and and then didn't see it again for years and years and years. And that was, ladies and gentlemen, the fabulous Danes. Oh, that's right. Mr. Yeah, me and me and Lily really liked that that film. So, but I eventually did find it on DVD. Now, another movie that I saw a couple years back, man, it's like almost twenty years ago, uh, is a movie called SLC Punk. Yes, I have never seen it. Yes. it's with the guy from Scream, not Scream. Yeah, Is that Scream? Oh, never say I'll be right back. I'll be right back. That guy. What's yeah, his yeah, name? yeah. He's very Hang famous. On, I'm going to tell you who he is here because uh, mm-hmm. his I name is else. Joe Schmo from Kokomo. It is not Joe Schmo. He also name. he also played Shaggy in the uh, live mm-hmm. action. Yeah, yeah. His name is Matthew Lillard, mm. and Lily's just met him recently. I yeah, he has cons. Him. Yeah, yeah. But uh, this is a movie I saw, and I'm like, oh, I, I need to see it again. Couldn't find it. Couldn't find it. I, I finally. Could not find this, it. I couldn't this find is like it. This Twenty years ago, that I first saw this movie. Right, it's from 1998, and uh, it's about well, literally Salt Lake City SLC punks. Is punks back in the 80s or whatever? Okay. And uh, you know, it's, it's 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 a very entertaining, at times heartwarming, at times just grungy, nasty film, and I just really liked it. So here it is, 2024. I finally found it on DVD, so I now have it in my collection again. Oh, congratulations! But that's that's what I've been doing. I've been I've been watching. <clears throat> Ludini sees like all the cool newer stuff. Well, no, I watched some oldies this week. Oh, yeah. oh yes, you did. Some that's real right. You had contacted um, me. Yes. Well, first of all, I want to talk about yes. a movie that I have now seen three times. Okay. Uh, I saw this. I saw it when it came out uh, in the movie theater, and I was pretty impressed with it. Yep. Um, and um, <clears throat> didn't realize how impressed I was with it till I saw it again. And then yeah. I saw it again. I watched it over uh-huh. the weekend again. Uh-huh. And it is the only S- S- Disney Star Wars film that I like. Okay. That I really, yes. really like. Yeah, they're, yeah. Pro- they're okay. But <clears throat> and that is Rogue One. Oh, me. Same here. Rogue One is fantastic. Yes, I love that film. I was just completely just, I thought, I was like looking for something to put on. Um, just to put something on, and I'm like, okay, I'll put Rogue, Rogue One. On. I get to put on some stuff. pants. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't put on pants. Saturday was it Saturday? No, Sunday. Uh-huh. I didn't put. I didn't have pants on actually oh. at all all day. Wow. No, it was. I went from underwear for the first half day. Then when it got too chilly, I put long johns on. Okay, I see what you did there. I, <laughs> I no pants. Other, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so if you've never seen, I look, and I, I, I think there, there was some problems though. 
I think what messes the movie up and what looks really dated and really bad. Uh huh. And you know what I'm going to say? I don't know. Grand Moff Tarkin. Sure. Recast him it was an opportunity. Yeah. To recast somebody yeah. who they could bring, they could use. Yeah. I would love to see like him pop up here and there doing, you right, know. Right. It was an yep. opportunity to recast him. And this, they did that terrible. What is it? What did Adam Carolla say? She looked like Shrek. Um, Princess Leia. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, it's yeah. like. Shrek. Yeah, I think that's what Adam Carolla said. That she looked like Shrek. Oh, man. Um, and it is just jumps out at you. It's like, <clears throat> it's great. I love the fact that the way they connected. That, like, because I didn't uh-huh. realize it was literally going to connect to Into like I was Star I was Wars. like yeah. oh wait a minute this is this is and I was getting goosebumps I'm yeah. like this is like the beginning of Star Wars I'm like, oh my exactly. god it is yeah exactly <clears throat> and I, I remember seeing it and just being a big smile on my face and I like when I saw the you know the you know the uh, uh, Shrekified uh, yeah. Leia I was like huh oh. huh all right all right yeah. it was still great but yeah but again like. That was an opportunity to recast Leia so that they could start you doing stuff with that character. Mm-hmm. They could have established an actress, right? And as, now they can shoot off with you know this. You I mean? Then they film. could start yeah. like yeah. they could start bringing her in and, and doing stuff. And they just they just lost. It was a missed opportunity. <sighs> they should it call was, you. It, yeah. Next time, call. Well, Lou. I think that like I love Martin Scorsese, but the Irishman, like again, like yeah, it was it was no matter how good you do it. Uh huh. It's gonna be distracting because you're right. gonna be like De Niro doesn't look like that, even exactly. if they did it yeah. perfectly yeah. and yeah. they made him look exactly like he did when he was 25. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> it, you're not you're gonna he doesn't look like you. Get younger actors. There's so many actors that probably would have fucking killed killed for the, to that play role. like yeah. oh my god I'm gonna play the younger version of Joe Pesci I'm gonna play sure. the younger version of De Niro or whatever yeah. like yeah. people are gonna be like oh man you know sign me up they would have you know oh yeah there's tons of great actors that would have done that. <clears throat> um, speaking of Robert De Niro as a young yes. man, I saw for the, and I, I think this was for the first time. I thought that I had seen this movie before, but I absolutely did not. Uh, I saw the deer hunter. I watched the deer hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them I'm going to get uh, emotional. I have to watch. It is one of the most heart wrenching. <sighs> Ludini's getting a little. I see that a little overclamped. Yeah. It's one of the most heart-wrenching stories yeah. ever. Um, uh, it's brilliant. Um, I saw some schmuck <laughs> millennial reviewing it on oh, YouTube, no. and I wanted to reach through the thing and start like... Slap I started to type something, yeah. and you know what I've been doing lately? I go like... Did you stop? Here's think? what I did. Yeah. Well, here's what I did. I was like, this kid has the gumption to start a fucking YouTube channel and to stick with it and review movies and do it in a serious way. Uh-huh. I ain't going to like and poop on it. Right, right. You know and what I mean? Especially so after I, what we talked about. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like, we, you know... Anyway, and anyways, this is just a beautiful... Uh, uh, just an insanely yeah. beautiful uh, story. It is dark, ter- terribly disturbing, terribly upsetting. Um, but um, it stars in the, the the three main leads are Robert De Niro, mm-hmm. Christopher Walken, yep. and um, uh, Meryl Streep. Um, at John Savage, like I don't want to miss yeah. uh, there's something. Uh, what's his name? John John Cavell Cazale. Cazale. John Cazale in his. In his final role, final he was role. actually he did not live in time to see get to see yeah. the premiere of it. Yeah, <clears throat> he passed away. He got that. He was in that. Um, uh, him and Meryl Streep were boyfriend and girlfriend at the time. Yeah, that's crazy. And Meryl Streep got the thing because Robert De Niro. That's her first big movie. Robert De Niro saw her in some play or something. Really, she thought she'd be good. And they 
she really brought a lot to that role. That was supposed to be a, it. It would literally, I believe, said in the script, generic girlfriend. Uh huh. You know, nope. but nope. she brings so much to it. She's really yeah. good. She's fan fucking tastic. I need to go back and rewatch. Um, but there's a love yeah. triangle between like three of the greatest actors that had ever walked the planet: Robert De Niro, Meryl Streep, and Christopher Walken. It's like, okay, right mm-hmm. off the bat, okay, I'm in. I'm in right there. Like, yep. uh, you know, yep. those three are in a love triangle. Uh, I got to get some popcorn. This. Let's, we got to try this yeah. out. Um, it is um, just some um, background about the thing. Um, it takes place in Clareton, uh, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. You guys, that's very mm-hmm. close. It's right here on the uh, Monongahela River. Just yep. to, <clears throat> I could almost throw a stone. I know. I'm, I'm no, not don't do that. Do it. But, um, but they filmed it in and around um, certain places in eastern Ohio that look a lot like this area. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Mingo Junction, Ohio. Sure. Uh, they filmed some in Weirton, West Virginia, yeah. and everything like that. The hunting scenes were filmed in the Pacific North Northwest in Washington State at a um, at a very famous national park of the, whose name escapes me yeah. uh, at, at, at the moment. <clears throat> um, it is um, very long. It is three long acts. Each act uh-huh. is a, an hour or so. Okay. So this is around three. It's three. It's a three oh eight or three oh three or something like that. It's three hours. <clears throat> it is. Uh, you know the the the, per, the millennial that criticized it was talking about. He felt like the first part was too long. You know, for a prologue. And I don't believe that that was that first part is a prologue. This is where I think people misunderstand this movie. I think that is not a prologue. That it's just the first fucking act of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like this is not. It's not a prologue. It's not like a. You know, it's not something you could have done with a voiceover or you know, right, title right. cards or whatever. You know, no, you needed. You know, like he wanted to really show you, and he wanted you to kind of fall in love with these guys and their right. way of life. Right. They're very simple, beautiful. Like they really show the sort of like the and the camaraderie between them and the friendship and everything. So when it all goes to shit. When they go to Vietnam, then you feel really bad. Yep, yep. (laughs) And then by the third act, you just are just like, I literally wept in the last scene. I wept. It was just, but it is, I like, but it is immaculately made and it is immaculately acted. I mean, it is just uh, Michael Cimino who um, went on to do some other stuff he was not as successful as. He uh, got to a claim, he, uh, I believe his, uh, an earlier movie for him was, um, in, in Lightfoot, what was his name? Hot Tail and Lightfoot. It was a one. It was, oh I think it was, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? It was. I can't, I can't think of the actual name, but it rings a bell. Yeah, you know? it was like was I like I was a Western. Uh, I apologize. I was on the tip of my tongue, and then I got like kind of choked up about the deer hunter, and yeah. it kind of went out of my head. Um, but it is a. Um, um, my, yeah, Michael Cimino. Anyways, he also went on to direct a movie <clears throat> that I haven't seen in years, and I want to go rewatch it. Now. It's a movie with Anthony Hopkins and um, Mickey Rourke mm-hmm. called "The Desperate Hours," which is a remake of a I've never old seen movie. it. I, I yeah, I saw it one time. Out. Never saw it. Um, let me see if I can pull up um, the yes, deer hunter killing of the sacred deer. Yeah, we don't want that out. There we go. 1978. Wow. Yes. This is a movie from 1978. Wow. Um, 
Yeah, Chris Robert De Niro, Christopher Walken, John Cazale, John Savage. He's fucking Savage. Savage. He's, he's Savage. an awesome actor. Uh, Meryl Streep. Mm-hmm. Oh, George Dzunza. Did you say his name? Sunza? Zunza, Zunza, something like that. He's um always plays like a guy who's like kind of loosely held together mm-hmm. <laughs> in a movie. Yeah. He's yeah. in um he's in the television that t- TV movie that scared the shit out of everybody that um about the vampires and David Soul was in a lot of TV. Actors oh wow! Uh, um, gets a Stephen King story. Um, Salem's Lot. Ah, okay. Yeah, he he was he he he's, he plays like a yeah he plays a, a very upset husband. <laughs> <laughs> in that um, But it is very uh, Let me take a look here Michael Cimino Let's talk about my That's what I wanted But I um, I didn't want to um, But you did Right Thunderbolt and Lightfoot Sorry Oh that's it <clears throat> That was really bothering me I remember me. Lightfoot I'm like right. Yeah well, He made this movie called Heaven's Gate in 1980 That did not do well He slowly pulled himself up with um, Year of the Dragon mm-hmm. uh, But the, I think the Desper- I thought Desperate Hours was Freaking great. Okay. Um, so. Um, 1990. Yeah. yeah. Oh, anyway. So yeah. Um, so we'll come back to some more movie stuff here in a second. But yeah, the, the Deer Hunter. If you've never seen it, I'm, I don't want to tell you anything else about watching. Uh, this is. I watched another one of these like mildly entertaining like. It it, yes. it it wasn't that great at all. Uh, oh. but I'm just gonna make it real quick. The, the Dungeons and Dragons movie okay. with Chris yeah. Pine, yeah, and Michelle Michelle Rodriguez, I think makes the the movie. Like she's carrying the whole thing, and it's a, a pretty wow. <laughs> it's a pretty heavy load. She is very good in it, and anytime she opens her mouth, you know you're gonna slap your knee. Like she's yep. funny. Yep. And she's got yep. great comedic timing. And everything like that, and it's just really fun to see. But isn't that a role she kind of doesn't she kind of play like a badass chick a lot? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah she, you know, she's not, she, you know, she's doing her thing. Um, anyway, so those are some terrible movies. Uh, not all terrible. Speaking of terrible, no. uh, it wasn't terrible. Uh, uh, season one of Monarch ended. Um, you get, you get a big monster payoff. Mm-hmm. Finally, yeah. Did you watch it? I don't watch I, it now. Okay. Finally, you get a big monster payoff. Good. You're waiting for a monster payoff. You're like, I was losing my game. And a lot of people were complaining online, like, come on, dude, get to the fucking... Like, this was shot a year ago, so nobody uh-huh. can... It's not like they can go back and, like, do something now, you right, know? Right, <clears throat> But, no, you do get a nice monster payoff at the end. I did appreciate that. All right. Um, have you heard about this guy, this young gentleman from Italy? His name is Matteo Mancuso. Well, I, I know Mancuso's, but I, I don't know Mateo. He doesn't live around here, does he? No, he's not the Mancuso's uh, laundry down there on Pike Street. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Mateo Mancuso is um, is one of these young men that learned to play the guitar, mm-hmm. didn't realize you were supposed to use a pick. Oh, <laughs> and he. What does he use? Steve Vai is like, this is the future. Yeah. Of guitar, he plays with his fingers like a classical okay. guitar right, player, right. but he fucking plays like Satan. 
Like it's yeah. insane. Like he plays electric guitar, you know, with distortion That's and all. Cool. Like he rocks out. He's killer. He's very soft spoken, very mild mannered. There's a great interview by the great Rick Beato that just came out this week. I highly encourage you, if oh, you're okay. a fan of guitar, to go watch it. You, it's it's really good. And as a guitar person, if you play a little bit, Rick asks him a lot of guitar specific mm-hmm. questions about how he's actually doing what he's doing. Okay. So you get like a, a guitar. So you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's like right. no, it's it's pretty cool. I would. I will venture that after that, you're good, we're going to see it, it pretty soon. Other kids coming up doing that, doing that style mm-hmm. very well, mm-hmm. <clears throat> because you, he really does. A, he really goes into depth explaining what he does. It was a lot of fun um, for for guitar nerds. Um, yes. Hey. Uh, Gibson is making amps again. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Actually, it's not what you think. What well, is what you think? But okay. it isn't. Here's oh. what. At first, I was like, Gibson's making amps again. Then I remembered. Oh, that's oh. right. They bought Mesa Boogie. Yeah. So they, you know. See how they get you? But um, these are Gibson. They say they're they're modeled after some a couple classic Gibson okay. amplifiers. Well, I remember being a young man and um, plat- bringing some, having some friends come over to jam at my parents' house. And this kid showed up. And oh, it involves you. It wasn't you, but it involves Check this uh-huh. out. You're going to love this. Okay. You're going to love this. So yeah. he showed up yeah. with, um, he was playing keyboards. Okay. And, but he was like, hey, I have this old Gibson amp. Do you want to check it out? I remember that. And it was this really neat Gibson tube amp from mm-hmm. like the 50s or something like that. And um, I was farting around with it. And I handed him your Red Flying V. Mm-hmm. And he played the solo to And She Was by the Talking Heads. Da-da-da-da. Yeah. Da-da-da-da. And it was like... It rocked. I was You're like, like "Whoa!" Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, and I just remember that amp sounded so good. But it's, cool. it looks like kind of like it's a blonde colored the whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but there's yeah. two. They make a they make a they make a little they make a five watt ten inch speaker mm-hmm. thing, and they make a twenty watt with a twelve inch speaker. Okay, <clears throat> and um, it's kind of cool. I yeah. imagine I don't know what the prices are, but um, I imagine yeah. they're, they're insanely overpriced. Yeah, exactly. They're probably thirty seven hundred dollars. It's like yeah, right for for yeah, five watt. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like you know, they really. They, I think they're pushing things. But anyway, sure. Uh, but so but when you realize, well, okay, they bought Mesa. Yeah, nah, that's how. So it's yeah. like okay, so that, that was they're the not But Randall Smith actually designed these yeah, amps, and yeah. after these, after some. Gibson amps that were, you know, sought after. Right. Apparently, at that time, the vintage Fender amps were, you know, people were getting into the vintage Fender. I remember at that time, everybody's like, dude, you got to get a pre CBS right. Fender amp. Those are the right. ones that are any good. And, um, and nobody was talking about the Gibson amps. And you could pick them up dirt cheap and see, see the mm-hmm. pawn shops, but they're really good. And then I remember seeing John Jorgensen. Column in the um, back of Guitar Player Mag uh-huh. where he said, He's like, Probably I'm going to regret <laughs> telling you guys this. But, but I, you know, I was on eBay <clears throat> and there was a, there's one of these old Gibson amps from the 50s mm-hmm. for like a hundred bucks. Uh-huh. And I thought I would take a chance on it. And he's oh, like, no. Oh my God, it's amazing. That's and then fantastic. ever since yeah. then, boom, boom, they're up and up so and up. Like, and they, oh, they're hard yeah. to find. You look, look yeah. at they, they go for big money on reverb. Wow. Um, so it's just whatever the market will bear. Let me ask you a question. Sure, go ahead. You are a Rush <clears throat> fan, correct? Correct the mundo. Let me ask you this question What do you think would have happened if John Rutsey never left Rush? You would never hear a Rush. You don't think so? I think they would continue to be. Well, no, they had they they had uh, they were going to go tour like big tour, 
with John, but it was his health, right? I'm just saying. He okay, doesn't but have I'm, health I'm just problems. trying to place it. I know, yeah. I, I, there's, he doesn't <clears> have health problems. He, they make the first album. It breaks hard. Uh-huh. People love Working Man. John, the, the, John's like, good. They do the tour. It kicks ass. Yeah. Like, does Rush ever become the Rush we know? No. No, definitely not. Because um, they were very much uh, like Zeppelin influenced at that point. And it was the inclusion of uh, Neil that, you know. You don't think that Getty and Alex already sort of had the bug to kind actually of. Actually, they did. They did. Experimental yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Because they said when he left, it was like, well, he was more straight on rock and roll where we were trying to do something different. Maybe he would have been fired at some point, anyways. Probably. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe they'd have been yeah. like, yeah, we have to part. You know, it would have been like three, four albums in. Rush parts with drummer uh, John, <laughs> John Rutsi. You know, I mean, um, lawsuit to inst- whatever. Two and two. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right? <clears throat> whatever. Whatever. Yeah. It's, it's stupid. But, John um, Rutsi found it. Yeah. So the, what got me thinking <laughs> of this is because. Like somebody, there's this thing going on in rock on rock on the Rock Rage Radio page Uh where people are like this band versus this band. Oh boy! Versus this versus this this versus this. And somebody said something about what's up, Jackie Giordano? Go to Jackie Jackie the Gem Girl, Gem Gem Jackie Gem. Well, like Jackie Gem. Yeah, sure. Talking to Jackie Gem. Oh, uh, it's good to see you. It's good to see you, Jackie Jim. I don't know if you're still watching or not. But anyways, um, so listen to me. <clears throat> so somebody, so, so people are doing this back and they've been doing, and a lot of people are getting pissed. Some of them are absolutely ridiculous. Like, who do you think's better? Uh, Led Zeppelin or Duran Duran? Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Duran Duran, of course. You know, it's, it's just, whatever. It just doesn't make any sense. But um, somehow the topic came up of, Sid Barrett. Uh-huh. It was like Sid Barrett versus David Gilmore or something like okay. that. Okay. And that made me start to go like, what if mm-hmm. Sid just was like a good songwriter like he was? Yes, sir. And there was like he didn't lose his marbles. And, sure. You know, and all that. What would and happen? What would Pink Floyd have ever become Pink Floyd as we know? Them? Right. Yeah. You know, like. And David Gilmore was a friend of theirs. Um, he wasn't just, they didn't like hold auditions and Dave showed up and played. Mm-hmm. He, was a, he was a guy that they knew. <clears throat> and, you know, I could foresee even like as maybe the, 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 because the, they were a mod. I think that right. was originally right. their yeah. thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? They were in that sort of that mod thing. And, you know, the Who got beyond that. And a lot of bands went mm-hmm. beyond mm-hmm. that, you know. I think as like if they would have made their way to the end of the 60s into the 70s, I think they probably would have been looking to expand their sound anyways. You know, sure. They may have been working with Dave Gilmore, you know, as a guitar mm-hmm. player or something. <clears throat> um, but I, I, what drove them, yeah. all their albums in the 70s are about Sid Barrett. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? They really are like that whole, you know, Dark Side of the Moon, all that is about, yeah, you know, yeah. his, his going, this, and, this sent yeah. into madness and, you know, them missing their friend and, you know, I wish you were here and the lunatic is on the grass right. and all that stuff. Um, so you don't have, do you have, you don't have, do you get the, you know, does what Roger Waters, are, is Roger Waters inspired to write the law? Like, you know, what, mm-hmm. you know, right. Like, we don't know. We don't. We don't know. We don't. We don't know. But no. but I what think. That, but I but I think that that from that tragedy sprung something really beautiful, right. which is the Pink Floyd that we got in the seventies, like which is one of the most amazing 
um, things that happened. Like, you know, like that music was like, we, I was, I didn't really get into radio until very late. So, so uh-huh. The Wall was a big record when yes. I started getting into music. Sure. It was huge. <clears throat> I, thought the, <laughs> I thought Pink Floyd was a disco group. Because that the song "The Wall" yeah, is a disco beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's a disco beat. And I roller skated to it. You know what I mean? And then when I heard "Comfortably Numb" and I heard You're that like, guitar, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa wait whoa, a minute this here. Is wait a minute, wait a minute. We gotta go cool back. Again. I gotta go back, go back and <laughs> listen all over. Um, so and I and I, you know, and then of course the rock station in Pittsburgh played Pink Floyd. Constantly. All the time. Like, they would do, like, a whole, like, album side of Dark Side of the Moon. You could stay up till 1 o'clock in the morning, and they'd play the whole album. Right, for right. Headphones only. Yes, yes. You know, stuff like that. <clears throat> it was a wonderful time to grow up. It was Aye. fucking great. It was a wonderful time. Um, <laughs> but, um, so, not, we, don't, you know, we don't, I don't think we get any of that. With Sid Barrett, mm-hmm. you know, being you know being Sid Barrett and just kind of being in the band and being the main songwriter and blah blah blah, you know, <clears throat> who knows? Maybe Gilmore would have left because he would have been itchy because he, you know, because uh, because he's a songwriter. Maybe he would have, sure. you know, right. who knows? Where there's a million different things, but I just think it's kind of interesting to ponder. That's so I think that it might be a fun podcast to maybe even do. I don't know if we can get what a whole podcast if? out of it. But I think that there are bands that like <laughs> a person died or left, and that like the then band the band can... really exploded, yeah, became yeah. the band. I think that like you know, okay, this isn't exactly the same because the Stones were big. Yeah. Um, but like, Brian. what if Brian? Yeah. Yeah. Brian Jones. Said, what if Brian Jones just was just normal? <clears throat> Oh. He was just like he was like Keith Richards. He did some yeah, drugs, normal. He partied a bit. <laughs> but, you know what I mean? But he, yeah, yeah. You know, he wasn't like you know suicidal and depressed. Yep, and, yep, yep, yep. Exactly. And they would have probably fired him because it was no good. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Um. So, and I think Mr. Pittsburgh and I kind of maybe share this one in common. Yes, here, but yes. I fell down a. Please forgive me. A a, a G. A, not, I wrote Christian rock, but it's really Jesus rock. It was like before Christian was really even Christian rock. It was called what Jesus Rock. Jesus Rock, yeah. <clears throat> Something like yeah. that. You know, it was you know the whole Jesus band. These were these were artists that came out. They saw a niche. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? During the Jesus thing, the Jesus movement of the seventies, in the you know the late sixties, early seventies, and they were like really brilliant because like here's what I noticed about listening to this early. Christian music, uh-huh. or whatever you want to call it, Jesus rock, whatever, is that like, it's really all over the place. Like the bands all seem like they're kind of experimenting. Uh-huh. Like nobody's like, there isn't anybody who sounds like this equivalent, quote unquote, secular band. Right. There's right. none of that. Yeah. It's just like, they're just playing the music that they like. Mm-hmm. This sounds good to us. So we're going yeah, so to play it. This, we're going to, we're yeah. going to play it, you know? And I think that like, because there was no, there was nothing like that in churches. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think there's a lot of church kids were like, oh, fucking finally something. I can listen suck. to some rock and roll. Yeah. You know what I mean? We don't, we're yeah. sick of the hymns, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, um, so I listened to people like, um, I started with, um, I started with the Pat Terry group, and I will tell you why later. Oh, why I started wow. with the okay. Pat Terry group. Um, but I, then, and then, you know, it was the Leon Patillo. Remember Leon sure. Patillo? He yep. played this. He played this. He played our school. At our school. Right. He played our yeah. school. I didn't get to fireworks. I didn't listen to them or Servant. I listened to them the other. I listened to them a uh-huh. couple months ago. But um, I. <laughs> Phil fucking Keggy. Yeah. What a yeah. motherfucking badass guitar sure. player. Sure. 
I mean, I hear I'm the guys. He's this guy's with the Lord and everything. I'm calling him. Uh, I know. <laughs> That's all right. So, sorry about that. Oh, uh, Bill, Joe, how do we look on your new gaming monitor? Oh, uh, we can't see. We can't see Mr. Pittsburgh's Th- head. Oh, what happened? Oh, there he is. There I his am. His head's back. Okay, good. God, you gotta Ooh. see. You gotta see his head. It's beautiful tonight. Yeah. If well, you can't see yeah. his head, Jody. 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 A, a girl, Jody. Jackie we call her Jody. apple pie. Only she knows why. <laughs> All right, Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> All right, so Christian rock and roll. So anyway, so I did, I saw so I like rediscovered Phil Keggy, and I was like, yeah. I listened to like seventeen hours of Phil Keggy over wow. the weekend. Um, just like what? <laughs> like yeah. he really, he really deserves every accolade. He's really good. Like, he is he's really, really good. good. Yeah. Like I always thought, like I hadn't listened to him in so many years, and so I was like, okay, he was like the Christian kids. Equivalent of I don't know who who Santana or whatever yeah, you want to yeah, call it. Sure. whatever you want to say you know yeah, what I mean let's go with it's cute you know whatever no he is fucking dangerous is. on the fucking guitar like this guy can fucking play mm-hmm. like he has he, the song his big song big song for Christian music was a song that he had on uh, the album called Love Broke Through it was called Time mm. it's seven minutes mm-hmm. on the live second chapter of Acts thing. It's nine minutes or yeah, something like yeah. that. Uh, but he just, they just fucking, and I saw like three different performances where he plays this in different eras of his life. You know, because you, all on YouTube, like you've got his, there's, dude, oh. I saw him playing with glass fucking harp. Yeah, yeah, like I, a, I a have. A PBS show. I saw him live. Dude, but he was a kid. Like, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Dude. He looks like like Danny DeVito now, so it's a little (laughs) bit different. He was, he was, he had had a cord plugged into an amp. What? You know, like, he's really famous for um, playing right, that dick around that Echoplex the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has it on a chair next to him. He's constantly playing with that. And, uh, and the, and the, uh, what's that, the Ebo. Uh Uh Uh-huh. He didn't have any of that. He just had Phil Keggy and a guitar. And a cord. Dude, I think he was playing an SG. Okay. Yeah, no, maybe it was with Telecaster. I have to go back and look at it. It's right. fucking great. It's fucking disgusting. Yes, yes. And he's just crushing. He's fucking crushing. And like, I didn't realize Glass Harp, he, at that point, he was, you know, doing, kind of doing the Jesus thing. I was listening to mm-hmm. checking some of the lyrics. I was like, yeah, he was yeah. like doing was some like, little oh, bit of okay, Jesus kind of stuff. There, you know yeah. what I mean? I think that he went on, um, he broke away from that because he just, he is one of those guys that you go see. He's great. But he's one of those guys you go see. He has to give a sermon. Yeah, like he can't just play. It's a little preachy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, he has to preach to you and have, you know do the whole thing. And um, so I tried to skip through that stuff whenever <laughs> I saw it. To the music, you know what I mean? Like, well, I, I just felt like some of those artists. I remember my sister and I talking about this. Some of those artists were like, "You don't need to do that. Like, God isn't upset with you." Because, right. If like, you're not like, or like, wait a minute, we don't want anybody to get confused and think this is a regular rock concert, so we better talk about Jesus yeah, or something yeah, yeah. like that. Like, <laughs> no, stop. No, no, no. your stop. message is coming through in the music. Yeah, and it was fine. It didn't really yeah. even matter. It was something for like Christian kids who could at least say to their parents, "This is Christian music, Dad." Mm-hmm, like, you know mm-hmm, what I mean? So you were like, "I guess you can go to that." You know, there were right, a lot right. of kids like that. Yeah. Like, I wasn't allowed to go to shit until I discovered Christian music. Um, so, anyways, I think a lot of it's good. Um, a lot of it is, you know, a lot of it's silly. You know, it's okay. Yeah, well, I like yeah. It. There's, a, I went back. I did the same thing. As soon as you started texting me stuff, I started looking for my stuff, 
And uh, there's, there's, uh, you know, I was listening. I to love one. that one you sent me. Prodigal. Oh, oh, John May here. Yeah, you, dude. That's, that's good. Very I added cool. it to my playlist on, yeah. YouTube, on YouTube. I thought it was yeah, fucking great. Really good. But uh, yeah, I listened to one band who I absolutely loved back in the heyday, and listening to them now, it's like so juvenile, you know. And I'm like, uh, the first album, I'm sure you. What's know, the name of the band? It's Servant. Oh, like, like I, in case they're listening, you know. But it was Servant. The first album was really good. A lot of thought went into that, and the other ones just became very, eh, you know. Right. Yeah. I um, they they, um, I noticed this about Digarmo and Key. We're gonna. I'm sorry. We're going to get Sorry, off the country music yeah. for just a minute. Yeah. Just, just humorous for one more minute. But DeGarmo and Key did, um, they started out as like a progressive, hard rock thing. Uh-huh. I, lo- I loved their first two records. I thought they were fucking killer. And then they did this record, um, This Isn't Hollywood. Yes. Yeah. I and that Stella, one. This Isn't Hollywood or whatever. It, yeah. And it's a good song. The, but the album is now, their sound is more R&B mm-hmm. based. Yeah. And... Oh, Dana true, Key, yeah. who has an amazing voice, he just has a great voice, um, starting to kind of look and sound a little wee bit reminiscent of Michael McDonald in some it, it times. Uh, yes. And then by the next record or so, mm-hmm. they were in like pastel shirts and, you know, cargo pants and kind of like standing all, you know, almost like, you know, teeth were bleached white. You know, the whole, yeah, you know, it was very like, and their very music Christian-y was, looking. their music was very super like <laughs> kind of synthy yeah. and, you know, kind of like eighties, <clears throat> early eighties. New wave-ish. R- yeah, yeah. Like it was, um, you know, they were good, you know, uh, but, a lot of fun. but, um, I saw them in between before they had fully transitioned. Uh-huh. Um, I remember seeing them at the Soldiers and Sailors, and re- and Dana Key played a St. Blues guitar. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, there aren't many of those out there. No, no. And um, I was like, the whole time, remember, you were there. Yeah. We were like, no, I never saw DeCarmo and Key. You sure? Positive. Maybe it's I'd, Brian I'd, Smith. I'd, yeah, I'd probably Brian. Brian Smith. I'm sorry. I apologize. Yeah. You know who wants? You know who? You know who, who joined the group? Who? Rich Morris. Oh, to go go into the uh, concert? No, he joined the Facebook group. He did. That's awesome. <laughs> Anyways, welcome, Rich That's Morris. Great. So, anyways, um, but so like this this music was like just important to me. It was the music that mm-hmm. first got me really into music. Right. Um. Anyway, so uh, let's move on from that. What I wanted to ask you, and the reason I sure, said the Pat I Terry group was because somebody again posted this week and said w- musicians like what was the album or artist or whatever Ooh, that you yes. heard. And then I made my own version of it, put it in the group. Yeah. Um, that like you knew right then you wanted to play. That made you want to play, sing, whatever. So what was it for? Do you have something that... Something I, I went- just remember the one song that really got me excited about guitar because I never like grew up going, listening to bands going, I want to play guitar. But there was this one song and the effect in the song, it was obviously guitar, but I totally confused me and I'm like, is that a violin? What is that sound? And that that song was Killer Queen by Queen. Ah. You know that distinctive Brian May red special sound during the solo? And I'm like, wow. That's special. It was very special. But um, yeah, that's that's one of the songs I'm like, I want to learn how to do. What is that? That sounds really good. What are you doing? You all right? Um, yeah, no, that, that, that inspired a lot of people playing. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Mine is very weird. Nobody knows. And this oh. is why I got went down the Christian. Now it's all going to make sense. Sure. Because I read somebody posted it and I thought about it and I and I know exactly. I remember the moment. Yeah. I remember the moment hearing the, the song. I was in my bedroom. Uh huh. What were you doing? 
and I was listening to Christian Radio. Okay, then. And I was recording it. Oh, look at you. I had, I remember the cassette tape. It was black and had had a red label on it. Okay. And I'm sitting there watching it record, and it was a program that they did in the afternoons, like after school, called Sun Songs. And they would play before they did the, then they would get into the news. Right, 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 right. But for like, it was an hour or so, they would play contemporary Christian music. Air quotes. Air quotes. And, um... So I was like, I could, you couldn't hear this anywhere, and my parents would allow me to like, could like listen to it without like, guff, uh-huh. and um, so I ate it the fuck up, and yes. uh, the one, but I remember sitting there, and it was a n- nice afternoon, and I remember wa- and listening and watching that tape recorder record. Uh huh. I just watched. I was, I was fascinated with it, and this song came on. It was called yeah. "Sweet Music" by the Pat Terry Group. Okay. And it's about a kid that all he wants to do is play guitar. That's all he oh, wants to do. Interesting. That's all he wants to do is play guitar. That's, he doesn't care about nothing else to the exclusion of, you know, being popular in school or anything. All, uh-huh. all, he, wants to do is, all he wants to do is play guitar. And I'm like, that's me. That's me. <laughs> exactly. Actually, he wrote let, me, let, me, let me wind that back just, dial sure. it back just a bit. I like the song and it's got, a re- it's got two really hot guitar solos in it. Yeah. Um, and I liked that first. I remember now. And so I played the song over and over after I, after I heard it. I liked uh-huh. the solo. I was like, I want to hear that again. And as I played it, all of a sudden, after a while, I started picking up on the lyrics. And that's what the lyrics were about. I'm like, and you're oh like, my God, this is me. exactly this is me. I'm yeah, yeah. trying to, I'm, I've done with my guitar. I want to play this song. Like, I'm like, this is what I want to do. Like, I don't do nothing else. I don't care about nothing else. I want this. This is all I care about. And that's pretty much oh, that's pretty why cool. I don't have a wife and kids. Yeah, way to go. <laughs> Thanks, Pat Terry's. Uh, anyway, so um, that got us going. So let's talk about. So the big topic for tonight is the main topic is uh, chicks with licks. Yeah, not to be confused with guys with licks. We, we're gonna tell you. Um, I don't know, a handful. I said nine. I don't know how many yeah, ladies, we'll some of whom you may not know, right? Who laid down some of the sickest guitar licks? Yeah. And um, I have. I I I loved this. I dug into this with, with like everything because. Um, I, I happen to have recently run across some that are fucking See? kick ass. That you like and a lot? I just, I, it's a topic I like. So before we, before we say anything though uh-huh. about this is, um, Katie Simone and I talked about this one time. I remember, and, and I don't remember what we did on the podcast. Um, but she was, co- she was co-hosting with me for a little while and we were talking about how like we felt it was kind of silly yes. to rank Men and women separately. Sure. When it comes to guitar. Sure. That doesn't make any sense. Right. I, you know what I mean? Like, it's not. It's not like it's not a contact sport. <laughs> you no. know what I mean? It's not no. like you know. Uh, you know what I mean? It's just, it's there's no reason to for there to be separate men's and women's. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, but I would just say this, and I don't know what it is. Maybe because I'm a guy. First of all, um, there's a different aesthetic. Yes. Right? Yes. I, I mean, that's all I know how to how say. There's yes. a different aesthetic when you see a, a woman. Kicking ass. Pl- yeah, totally kicking ass. Under, yeah. And also, for me personally, I find it is one of the sexiest mm-hmm. things. And, and it's not just any girl playing a guitar. Like, I'm not talking about, like, you know, and nothing no disrespect to you punk 
girls out there. You know, girls just bash. But when somebody's right. got real mastery real over chops. what they're doing, and they're really like, and it's just you know, and they're make they're or they're doing something really special with it. Like mm-hmm. they don't have to be super fast or fancy, right? But just like they're really, just you can tell that they've really accomplished feeling in it. Yeah, yeah, they've, yeah. They, have, they have they have some accomplishment with the instrument. Like that is just like devastating to me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. anyway, so we're gonna start with Mr. Pittsburgh. All right. So yes, yes. Here we go. Let me grab my notes here. So I'm gonna go with a young lady that uh, doesn't play guitar. She plays bass guitar. You know who I'm talking about. Tal Wickenfield. Wickenfeld, actually. And uh, you know her, you love her, you can't live without her. She's W-I- W-I-L-K-E-N-F-E-L-D. Okay. We're adding them to the show notes just for you people. Okay. Uh, so Tal was born December 2nd, 1986. She was born in 86, Lou. Do you feel old now? Uh, she's an Australian singer, songwriter, bassist, and guitar. She does play guitar. Uh, how I came to know her is uh, Jeff Beck live at uh, Ronnie Scott's. Ronnie Scott's. Yes. She uh, played uh, bass for Jeff Beck. She's played bass for Prince, Incubus, Eric Clapton. Like you pl- uh, well, look, look. Yeah, Jeff Beck's yeah, one thing. Yeah, yeah, Incubus yeah, is a great band. Yeah, yeah. But fucking Prince. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I mean, like, he's like, you know what I mean? Like, you got to, dude, that's... Wow. Yep. You fucking Larry Graham played with fucking Prince. <laughs> One of the fucking gods of bass. Exactly. I mean, like, really? This young girl going to come in and just like, she's she's got to be a beast. She is a beast. She is a beast. Yeah. She's fantastic. But uh, anyway, but yeah, that's going to be my first entry is good old Tal. Uh, I remember watching that DVD of, of uh, Jeff Beck and I'm like, hey, chick bass player. <laughs> Yeah, she's a chick bass player. Man. Yeah, I mean she, this, this she can she fantastic. can really play. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, she she now. I mean, she made look. She made him sound good. That's why she was in the band. No, but exactly. You guys, guys like that. That's what they're looking for. They want like, are these guys going to make me look good? Uh huh. I mean, yep. and people if people would go to see a show like that too, they are expecting your band to be hot. They are looking at the band too. It's right. not like a lot of like more straight up pop stuff where people aren't as concerned about that. People that go to see somebody like play a lot of instrumental guitar or whatever, uh-huh. they're uh-huh. looking at everything. You know yeah, what right. I mean? They want they're to see you know the what I mean? What's up with that guy? You know, yeah. Oh, that's so and so. He was in such and such band. You know, et cetera. You know, so they exactly. they know the band. Yeah, 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 definitely. So that's your first one. That's my first one, ladies and oh, gentlemen. Okay. Uh, I right. well, I'm sorry I didn't have any Tal Wakenfield cued Videos. up for you. Yeah, that's uh, all right. Well, maybe people we can, can go some. and look. They can go and look if they want. I should have been. I should have been on this. Entertain the, the folks at home for just a half a second. Some enchanted evening. Tal. You what? You will see a stranger. What song? What does that song have to do with uh, Han Solo? I don't know what does it have to do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Harrison Ford there in American Graffiti sang it to Shirley uh, Shirley Temple. Feeney. <laughs> Cindy Williams. And, uh, that Harrison Ford fella eventually went on to uh, star in a little movie called uh, Star Wars. Did you, you know. see what I posted? <laughs> you post a lot of Did stuff. Did you see that picture that I posted? 
What you have to be a little more specific. Okay. You send this me is so fucking many... awesome. This is like I posted. I think yesterday is like a, this wins the inter. I thought it was like wins the fucking internet for the day. Oh, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. in a shirt. This really well cool looking shirt that yeah. says Han shot first, standing next to Harrison Ford. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that fucking that's that's the shit. That's really cool. Check it out. <laughs> Here's a little bit of town. Just slapping, guys. What she, she's not slapping at all, but what she what when what I mean by that is like she's playing over chord changes. Yeah, the keyboard player is laying the, is 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 has a has chord changes that she's got to play over. She's not just like yeah, you know what I mean. It's just right. like here's a groove and you noodle. She's not noodling. No, no. that's. <laughs> I mean, that was like a that was like a very intense. I have a jazz artist on my list, uh-huh. and um, that's that would be something that these two could probably play together. <laughs> cool. So um, that's good. Good pick. Go. Thank you. I want. Have you heard of is uh, uh, Molly Miller? Molly Miller. Yeah. Right there, Molly Miller. I, I knew she her. Never she never Steve Miller. No, I don't know her then. <laughs> Actually, I can Molly play this. You play it right there, there, my brother. This is Molly Miller, and I will tell you about Molly Miller. Let's listen. Let's listen to a little bit of Molly Miller. Yes, please. Um, Killer tone too. It's like yeah, I love that I tone. love the fact that it's not like a lot of guitar players like they would play either play acoustic or they play super super clean. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And that's got some grit on it. Just a little it, bit. Yeah, man. Yeah. I just think it makes it like just takes it to like the next fucking mm-hmm. level, dude. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, very cool. That's not what I want, you whore in a balls. Hey, hey, hey. What is this thing do? I, this there one, it is. I need there to zoom. You go. Zoom. I want to zoom, 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 a zoom. There you go. Since 
Dr. Molly Miller. Dr. Molly Miller. Picked up a guitar at age seven. She's been captivating audiences with her sophisticated and raw style. She's one of Los Angeles' most sought-after musicians, recording and touring with artists such as Jason Mraz, Mm. Black Eyed Peas, Sin Bandera, at venues such as the Hollywood Bowl, Royal Albert Hall, and Coachella. Well, ain't that something. Miller heads her own trio, Molly Miller Trio, with legends uh, Jennifer Condos and Jay Belaros. Their music has been showcased on NPR's Fresh Air, and their 21 release, St. George, was featured in uh, major outlets mm. such as the Guitar Player Magazine, Guitar World, Fret Journal, etc. <clears throat> toured uh, opening for Jason Mraz and performed at iconic uh, places like the Monterey Jazz mm-hmm, Festival. Mm-hmm. So she is out there doing her thing. That's cool. Um, I was hoping to find like a little bit like about her like way back, but that's okay. You get the picture. I get, uh, I get you the guys can read more. Maybe we'll do a follow up about um, her in, at some point because um, she's got a great YouTube channel, um, including uh, just a couple of full, a couple of full per, like three hour like performances. performances. Oh wow! Yeah. <clears throat> you know, it's just like you know, they, they, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, Very she, good. she's great, and she's got a music Molly, video to a new song. And Molly anyways, that was a cover of the uh, Cat Stevens yeah, uh, yeah. Wild World. Yep. Go ahead, Mr. Pittsburgh. What do you got? All right, our next contestant. (laughs) I'm going to go all the way back, all the way back to pretty much the beginning here. I'm going to be talking about Sister Rosetta Tharp. Yes. So Sister Rosetta Tharp was born Rosetta Newbin back in March 20th, 1915. She uh, left the world. She left us in October 9th. 1973. Now, she was an American singer, songwriter, and guitarist. She gained popularity in the 1930s and 40s with her gospel recordings, characterized by a unique mixture of spiritual lyrics and electric guitar. This woman is the godmother of rock and roll. This woman. Yes. We got a little Let's have a little listen. listen here. Playing an SG, triple pickup SG, which is actually a Les Paul custom. Do it, sister. Okay, that's enough with the clapping. Oh no. This train. Oh, she can rock a little harder than this. I, it looked like her most popular song. Yeah. That's why I, I picked it. I, I apologize. How about um, something like this? Yeah, this one might be good. Audience better. Bring me on up. Yeah, get her up to the stage. Come on. Life. Oh, love and heavens. Let's give her a guitar. There you go. She's standing in the mud. Of course she, she is. is. Of course she's a professional, man. She goes where the gig is. Didn't it rain? That's why she's standing in the mud. Didn't it rain? Yes. Didn't it? Yes. Didn't it? You know it did. Didn't it? Oh, oh, yes. How it rained. Oh, yes. Didn't 
Yeah, she's play, literally playing down by the yeah. railroad tracks. Make my bra not fit me right? Is that what she said? Uh, maybe. We'll talk about that in a second. Okay. So Sister Rosetta Tharp, obviously singing a lot of gospel-y, kind of, you know, Jesus-y kind of faith-based music. Except when her bra got wet. Well... <laughs> Let's just say there's two sides of Sister Rosetta Thorpe. Uh, many, many people that toured with her said, oh, yeah, she'd go out and sing these lovely gospel songs and go back to the hotel and just have a few drinks and have a few winks. And I'm just saying she, few, 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 she uh, had a good time. So she yes. probably had. So she was she rock and had, roll. She probably had her share of boyfriends. I bet you she did. So God bless her, Sister Rosetta Thorpe. Well, yeah. Yeah, God bless her. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Um, I want to talk about this oh, lady right here. I yes. discovered her through um, Jam in the Van. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Galia Volt. Oh. oh, that's that's the no. Uh, let's hear the song. Okay. There we go. Yeah, there you go. Official video. Um, yes. looks uh, amazing. Sounds uh, amazing. This is... Um, let me say something. Yes. Now, now, you had talked earlier about, like, just the uh, the ambiance of a woman guitar player. And, you know, oh, boy, picturing, yeah, yeah. Be picturing careful now. women. Be careful now. We are live on Facebook. I know. I'm picturing women out there just blistering, What's up, shredding. What's up? But let me yeah. say something. Yes. When a woman plays slide guitar like that, oh, that's sassy. Yeah, it is. That's very, very sassy. She's got a, uh, um, she has, um, she has sometimes performs uh-huh. as a multi-instrumentalist. She plays like a cigar box guitar. Oh, wow. Plays a bass drum uh-huh. with one foot and like something else. And she's got the whole thing. She's like a one-man band. Cool. Um, Ga- uh, her real name is Ga- uh, Galia Valther, uh-huh. known professionally as uh, Galia Volt, Belgian blues rocks. She's Belgian. Of course she is. Uh, she's been involved in the release of five albums since 2016, including Mississippi Blend, released on Rough. Uh, Anna Popovic was signed to Rough Records. Right? Oh, really? See? Uh, I peaked at number three in the Billboard Blues charts. Uh, she was born in Brussels. Uh, she began her musical journey by busking on the streets. Hmm. Um, she had like a little rhythm and blues uh, band for a little while. Um her first album with Voodoo Casino in 2016. She got more, wanted more to get into more roots uh, and so uh, music, so she traveled the United States. She began busking in 2013. She traversed around, um, taking in Chicago, St. Louis, Memphis, Nashville, to, uh, uh, and then the Deep South. So, in other words, she was getting um, her real taste. She, she was getting her. Yes. She was finding her blues roots. Yes, yeah, she was. Um, 
Her familiar presence in Clarksdale, Mississippi, saw her take part in the town's own musical event, the Sunflower River Blues and Gospel Festival. Mm -hmm. So, like, she really was like, look, I want to know what this is. Oh, wait a minute. I see some friends of ours. Wishing to embrace the feelings and style of country blues on her own, Volt sought out recording facilities of Luther and Cody Dickinson. Yeah. Okay. And these, this is the North Mississippi All-Stars. Yeah, that's um, boys. Yeah. And this is what resulted in the album Mississippi Blend. Um, she has a great video that is shot in New Orleans. I just watched it today. And it was like, oh, it's, I, I was there. I was there. I went to that place. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It was fun. Um, Very cool. Yeah, so that is uh, Galia Volt. Nice. So check her out. Check her out. Right. And her performance on um, Jam in the Van is really good, too. Cool. What you got next? So I'm going to go with uh, a young lady that, uh, I guess she's young. Let's see. Hold on. Yeah, she's young. Hey, they're all young. Uh, and their heads, yeah. Right. Uh, this is a young lady that's coming to town here soon. Uh, and that would be the lovely and talented Orianthi. Orianthi. Yes, yes. Orianthi Ori. Penny Penagaris was born January 22nd, 1985. Again. Feel old? <sighs> Known mononymously as Orianthi. She's an Australian guitarist. There's a lot of Australian guitarists here, yeah. Singer and songwriter who rehearsed in 2009 with Michael Jackson in preparation for his This Is It tour. And I actually, I just got that documentary. Have you ever seen that documentary? I have not. It's, it, I got it for her. And mm-hmm. she's in an, enough of it that I'm like, okay. But I'm going to say this about Michael Jackson. That tour would have killed him. Just watching them, like, you know, rehearse. I'm like, that was talking about Mike Jackson for. I'm talking about Mike Jackson. Don't talk about Mike Jackson. Yeah, that, that tour would have killed him. But anyway, so, uh, Ori Anthony is, uh, yes, of course. Oh man. I love highly strung with her and Steve Vai. That's a great, that's a great, uh, you know, thing there, you know, Dion or something? No, that's a uh, carry on your pants. Yeah. Shh, carry. We're out these playing. This shows her range, though. You know what I mean? She can fit in with anybody. Fucking Richie Sambora. That's all I got to say. <laughs> was, leave it there. I know. We're just going to move on from Orianthi right now because I'm developing strange feelings. <laughs> that'll pass. Okay. Yeah, that'll pass. What do you got? Oh, I just did one. Orianthi. Oh, you just did? You, you, yeah, it was so good. I was hoping for another. But since you don't have anything, let's talk about... <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Let's talk about these guys. I, I passed these guys by in the beginning because uh-huh. I'm like... Oh, this is one of those like indigo girls acoustic mm-hmm, mm-hmm. thingies, you know. And this is you that's not surprised? that's not what this is. <laughs> that's not what this is at all. No? You're about to hear. We are Lark and Poe, everybody. Oh, thank yeah. you, thank you, thank you. Please get home safe. Be good to yourselves. 
Right on. Look how they're set up. Uh -huh. Drums and bass are on one side, two guitars are in the middle, and the keyboards on the other side. Yep. Okay, these wow. are two sisters yes. that play real rock and roll. Yes. I mean, that's real fucking rock and roll. That is real fucking rock and that's roll. That's real rock and roll. That's, a, that's such a great tone, too. Just that, that nasty. Ain't, that ain't no... It's nasty. It's just that ain't no fooling around. As David Byrne said, this ain't no party. This ain't no disco. No. This ain't no, no fooling around. around. This serious. is Larkin fucking Poe. Yeah. Um, so let's go and talk about them for a minute. Um, American roots rock band led by sisters uh, Rebecca L Lovell and Megan Lovell. Uh, the band originated in North Georgia and is currently based in Nashville, mm -hmm. Tennessee. Larkin Poe is known for their strong southern harmonies, heavy electric guitar riffs, slide guitar, and their music often draws upon the uh, style of the Allman Brothers. Lavelle sisters mm -hmm. uh, have gained recognition for their energetic performances and musical prowess. See. The band's history began uh, with uh, the Lovell sisters, an acoustic music trio formed in 2005 with their older sister, Jessica. After releasing independent albums and touring for years, the Lovell, Lovell sisters, Lovell, Lovell or Lavelle? Lavelle, Lovell. I like that. That'd be an E right uh, with Lavelle. End. With Lavelle, be a little yeah, like yeah. Chevelle. So this yeah. is maybe Lovell. Lovell. Okay. The Lovell sisters uh, disbanded in uh, 2009, and then uh, Rebecca and Megan regrouped as Larkin Poe. It was uh, taken their uh, <clears throat> band name from their ancestor's name, Larkin Poe. Oh, well. Um, but yeah, and and they. Um, so I think this is my, maybe somehow I got them can, thinking that they were acoustic, but they did some cool yeah. shit. Um, uh, they. Let's see here. So they backed up um, some other artists on a on a T Bone Burnett album. They brought okay. she, they brought them in to play with Marcus Mumford of Mumford oh, Sons sure, and Elvis sure. Costello, yes. My Morning Jacket, Dawes, uh, people like that. So oh, this Dawes, got yeah, them yeah. like you know this, this they this got them in front of and, and playing around with people that were mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. uh, of note, right. Um, in 2017, Larkin Poe performed as part of the backup band at Music Cares tribute to Tom Petty in, oh, uh, cool. in Los Angeles, accompanying such artists as Jackson Brown and Don Henley. So now they're mm -hmm, they're backing mm -hmm. up Jackson Brown and Don right, Henley. Right. Like, like that's about fucking as big as it fucking gets. Exactly. You know what I mean? 
Um, and then they did the song John the Revelator, and I oh I saw Phil Keggy playing this this. Oh week. really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. an old you know uh, uh, spiritual. Ooh, um, John the Revelator. Right, yep. right. Yep. And uh, it was uh, uh, was on series three, episode thirteen, ending music for oh, the television Lucifer. show Lucifer. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, so that that's getting them up and uh, sure. They've been given all kind of recognition from the Blues Foundation and and stuff like that. What is so interesting though about some of these artists, like like um. Like Larkin Poe and Galia Volt, mm-hmm. um, like you know, in my day, <laughs> they would not they would have been considered rock artists, not blues artists. Exactly, they're in the blues yeah yeah category, yeah. but yeah. that's that's rock. And Aerosmith's a blues band. Yeah, yeah. yeah Aerosmith's like a blues band. very sound, sounds very similar. Yeah. What do you got? All right, so I'm gonna go uh, kind of old school. We're gonna go back to our early days, and I'm gonna talk about a young lady named Lita Ford, Lita Rosetta Never Ford to be. What? You didn't? Well, let me tell you about her. <laughs> Leader Rosanna Ford was born September 19th, 1958. Feel young? So do I. Uh, she's an American guitarist. Vocalist. Pat Benatar turned 71 years old. I know. Week. I know. I'd still go out where she wasn't with that other guy. <laughs> So, uh, Lita, uh, she was the lead guitarist for the all-female rock band, you may have heard of them, a little band called The Runaways in the late 70s, and then embarked in a successful glam metal solo career that hit its peak in the 1980s. That's why we know her and love her so much. The 1989 single, Close My Eyes Forever, with a young fella, he's not young, uh, Ozzy Osbourne remains Ford's most successful song, reaching number eight on the U.S. Billboard's Top 100. So there there you go. Yeah, I didn't know she was born in London, England. How about but she's that? not British. No, it's probably like an American serviceman or something like that. Here's a little Lita Ford coming at you on the loop. This is the first song oh, yes. by her I ever heard. Okay. Okay, the video is great. Yeah. So you think that just if you're not seeing this, you're thinking like she's up on a stage and her hair is blowing. Yeah, jamming around. No, no, she's standing at the sink washing dishes with her. Yeah, it looks like, like a 1950s. 1950s. Yeah, with her husband <laughs> and all smiles and. She's gonna be answer the door. Oh boy! Here come some rockers. What's well, a shot on us? Just showing up. <laughs> oh boy. Like bad shun on that. <laughs> kind of touchy feeling. Oh, Excuse me, unwanted touch, unwanted touch. Then they touched her no no square. <laughs> yep. Oh, she breaks uh-oh, out. Uh-oh, now oh! she's laid a Ford. Now she's they, laid Somebody Ford. throws a guitar. And yep. She beats them all up with the guitar. She takes care of her nice. husband, gets him out of the way. So oh, that's hurt. why that. Okay. Uh-oh. Yeah. He was badass. And you know what the name of that guitar is? Is that the yeah, BC Rich it's Bitch? It's a BC Rich Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> that's the name of the guitar. That, that took some balls back in the 80s to name your guitar that. Well. I'm like, am I it, allowed to say that? Yeah, but it's not a T. There's no T. No, so it's B-I-C-H. Bic. They were so. They said it was a Bic. They they were so brilliant. It's it's a fine line between stupid and brilliant. 
But it was BC Rich, not BC Rick. That's true. See, that's how they get you. <laughs> yes. Wow, look at that. Man, that's a that's a goddess. That's a woman. I mean, that's just like that's just like <laughs> she's still oh, a woman. I'm gonna have a hard time breathing. Hold on. Okay, right. let's get a, let's get back. Okay. okay. I gotta calm down a bit. That, that Simmer down now. So Lita Ford. Simmer. Let's down. talk about real quickly before we. Uh, sure. I want to hit hit jo- uh, Joycelyn Gold. Okay. I sh- I was gonna say no relation to Elliot Gold. No, you're no. funny. But she might be. Yeah. So don't make that claim. She's Canadian. We want to be 100 factual here in the Ludini Rock. And I know. Circus. I do too. Every every kernel of nugget. Comes out of our mouth. Every truthful. butt nugget comes right wow, out. There wasn't where I was going, but okay. But, you know, sometimes you get a butt nugget here and there. A butt yeah. nugget, you say? Yes. Um, <laughs> this um, young lady. Yeah. There let's go, go ahead. I can actually see yeah, it now. Can, yes. Uh, in 2021, Juno Award winner uh, Joss, Jocelyn uh, Gould has been called a leader in the next generation of great Ooh. mainstream jazz guitarists okay. by Howard uh, Paul, a CEO of Benedetto Guitars. So she, ble- I believe, that is the guitar she plays. She plays a Benedetto, okay. Benedetto, Benedetto, Benedetto. Uh, her uh, joyful energy has captivated audiences around the world, and her passion for music uh, is as infectious. As her unique ability to connect with audiences, Jocelyn has absorbed the influences of jazz guitar greats and has woven them into exciting personal sound, exciting West Montgomery, Grant Green, Joe Pass, and Kenny Burrell as primary influences on mm. the guitar. Mm. And I thought that I had a little... So I had in my notes... video the, tour dates about? Uh, that there was a... Um, like snippets of sound. Yeah, I, had, I had that on. I have that in my notes for yeah, some reason. Check the video. Maybe, was there any... Uh, uh, right there. Click on that. Oh, look this at is, this. This is, well, this is just the whole performance, which I didn't oh, want to do, but that's okay. Oh, that. That's okay. What is, okay. Yeah. She's playing she's fucking, not, she's meaning every right, note that she's playing, yeah, like, exactly. and she's got this great smile on her face uh-huh. the whole time. Um, she's just like, she's fucking awesome. That would, there's all kind of uh, videos of her, like, really, um, really, go, really going for it, really shredding it. Of course, find another battle. No, that's not it. So it's like it's yeah, like it's, cool. it's like that. It's like that. Yeah, very cool. It's that kind of jazz, like straight up, straight ahead, straight ahead jazz. Yeah. Really good. She's a freaking beast. She has her own um, YouTube like series where she points for oh, those yeah? guys. I believe that was that was for that. It's really oh, well wow. shot. Very um, cool. Okay, you any, anybody else? Nope. Let's go yeah, on gonna to Mary. Say, we're gonna end it with Mary uh, Spender. Yeah. Um, 
Mary is so good. Mm-hmm. Right? Isn't she great? I love her. Okay, like I'm definitely gonna need to blow a blow wow. up on this. She didn't realize you were going to be reading this. I know, really. Oh <clears throat> uh, combining her sultry voice and electric guitar to create rock songs infused with blues and soul, Mary Spender's songwriting showcases her virtuosic style of guitar playing as well as her wide vocal range. Mary has amassed over 85 million views on her YouTube channel mm-hmm. and 700,000 subscribers watching her weekly videos on life as a 21st century musician, predominantly targeted towards guitarists and singer-songwriters. She both shares her own experience in interviews uh, by prominent artists such as Corey Wong, Santana, KT Tunstall, uh, James Valentine of Maroon 5. Mary has found an interactive community who are incredibly supportive of her work and allow her to release music as an independent artist. No label, no metalman, just true fans. Um, I wanted to play something that really showcases her as as the really awesome guitar player that Mm -hmm. she is. This is a fun thing that she did. She called this the Mary Spender Trio. She played all the instruments <laughs> yes. and video recorded herself playing each instument and treats it as as if like it's a band. Right. It's That's very cool. it's cute. It's That's sweet. Really it's cool. like if if you watch her channel, she's like she's not American. But no. she kind of, I want to say she's like American sweetheart. darling. But she's like she's like everybody's she's sweetheart. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, she's got a great sense of humor and yeah. knows yeah, her right. stuff. So we might we'll have to there'll be a little pre- Hey, base. Did you see we hit 666? I I believe that chord change that she does there. Uh-huh. I don't believe that's in Robert Johnson's. It might be, but that's a nice chord change. I think a lot yeah, of people just yeah. go to the four, four right. or five chord there. There's that neat turnaround, mm-hmm. that neat thing. That's I gotta learn that. So I'm sorry, I'm embarrassed. I've been playing guitar for you don't know how to do it. And I said I still well, play. You're no I, Mary Spender, play, buddy. I know. I've been playing. I'm not as good as Mary Spender. I love how she gives, not only is she playing all the instruments, but in the video, she gives each instrument a personality. Like, uh-huh. it's like, a, it, like it's a different, she like she's right, playing, a, right. a, a, like, she's, uh, like she's acting a role. And the the, boot, the bass player is real, like, uber cool. Uh-huh, Won't uh-huh. smile, you know, super, like, pursed lips. It's great. Yep. Wow, okay. Yeah. I got 
turn that off. I'm getting wow. too hot. Woo, doggy. Woo, but anyways, yeah, Mary's, uh, Mary's awesome. awesome. Follow her YouTube channel. She's fucking great. Um, there's, I want to just give a little... She did a funny thing. So... John Mayer was a year ago or so releasing his like snippets of his new album mm-hmm. songs uh, on TikTok with just like a 20 seconds or yeah, yeah. maybe maybe 30 seconds, you know. So what she did was like she was like, I don't know what this song is. He keeps showing. But what if I finish it for him? <laughs> so she took like, the, oh, you know, OK, yeah, and she made her own song and it's pretty fucking good. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. That's like, our you know, Mary. So like, yeah. So she thinks up these great ideas to fucking do. Yeah, that's really you know cool. the you know and um. So I don't. I did not do the thought, but I. I don't know if John Mayer heard. I'm sure he did. Um, so anyway, sure. so that's our um some folks that you might want to check out. Chicks. Molly Miller, uh, Gaia Volt, uh, Galia Volt, Larkin yes. Poe, uh, Jocelyn Gould, Mary Spender, yep. Tao uh, Welkenfield, Lita Roseanne Ford, <laughs> Sister Rosetta Tharp, and who was the last one you had on there? Um, was that it? Orianthi. Orianthi. Yeah, yeah. Orianthi. There you yes, go. Look at Orion you. Theme. Look at you spelling with Orion letters and everything. I, okay, I'm sorry if you if you feel like uh, yeah. there's not been enough testosterone on tonight's uh, show. Yeah. You're not about to be rewarded because yet I have more estrogen oh, for good. you. Um, this young lady yeah. released a song and didn't tell me about it. What? I know. <sighs> uh, I know. I know. Kids I know. Today. I know. It was just it was completely inappropriate. Kids I was very upset. Today. When I, you know, when I found, found this, out. this out, but oh. my girl, she's not my girl. I love, I love, I love Grace Potter. Sure, um, she just has put out and has a new song out. It's really good. Okay. It's called Ready Set Go, Sonic Forest Live Sessions. Ooh. I believe this is a like a live in the studio kind yeah. of thing that. She does here. Somebody's playing, they're playing a bunch of Moss Wright guitars. Potter, uh, everybody. Um, wow. Ready, set, go. Released two months ago. Um, subscribe to her YouTube page. This has uh, 137,000 views. This should have 137 More. million. Yeah. It's really good. Fucking great. They, they must have a Moss Wright sponsorship. Maybe. Moss Wright, whatever they call it. Moss Wright. Moss Wright. They, Moss Wright. It's the Mose bass Wright. player and the guitar player. They, they, but they have pedal steel. Yeah. Um, which is which is really Old adds a school. lot to what she's doing. Um, yes, yes, really good. You know, I I I went to see her at Mr. Small's. By the way, she's playing. It's by the time you guys hear this, it'll be too late. But she is oh. playing Pittsburgh tomorrow night. 
Oh, is she really? Yeah, she's at stage A E. Oh, oh, not wow. stage A and E. A lot of people say it's stage A and E. Arts and entertainment. Stage A and E. No, it's American Eagle A E. Um, oh, cool. But I saw her, I don't know, 10 years ago or so at um, Mr. Smalls. Mm-hmm. She was fucking great. But the, the my date, mm. really good thing. I, it took me too long to break up with this woman. I should have mm. broken up with her at that minute. Uh-huh. Was like, I don't understand, like, why she's doing this kind of music. Because if she did stuff that was more pop, uh-huh. she could probably, she could be playing, like, the Civic Arena. Uh-huh. And I was like. No, because she doesn't want to. This is the music. This is who. This like yeah. music is about. Like it was like That's her. Okay, yeah, whatever. Her, whatever. Man. I'm like, you're an idiot. I know. What you know, a do? dumb blonde who I should never got fucking involved with. Yeah, these things happen, Lou. Do you have anybody new or notable you would like to speak of today, Mister no, Pittsburgh? I don't. I don't. I need to get more prepared. I have people kind of in the wings, but I haven't done research on them yet. We well, don't need to do research. All well, you gotta sometimes, do is sometimes, sometimes well, I, I know. I'd have to go song, look into my, my thing. Just yeah, know the song, brother. Next week, I promise. No, it's uh, you know now. Start working on it right now. Well, wait, I'm kidding you. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> pissing around with you. I'm having. You're just fun. pissing around with me. I'm a round pisser from you. Are a round pisser. Known as a round pisser. You're a round pisser. Yeah. So. Um, so there's some ones we haven't gotten to. Let me see what what are we looking at here. I think we're gonna wrap up, but yeah. um, I we'll save some of these for next week. But like Al- Albany Down has a a new record out came out a few months ago. It's really oh, really good. All right. All right. Um, yes, yes, yes. I know that. Uh, so, and uh, Crown Electric is a really good band. Ooh. There's a whole bunch here that I got mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that we can talk about. So we'll get we'll cool. get to those another time. But uh, guys, thank you so much for hanging out. Grazie. Um, grazie. Please go to Rock Rage Radio and download the free app. How much it costs? It's it's free. No way. It's a freaky free ass. That's crazy talk. I'm going to tell you, you're not going to know what what to do with yourself when it happens. <laughs> you're going to be like, you're going to be like, what the fuck just hit me? And I'm going to, I'm going to tell you what the fuck hit you. Tell I'm me. Gonna t- I'm going to tell you right now what the fuck hits you. Really? I'm going to tell you right now. Right now? Right now. It's right now. Here it comes. Here it Uh-oh. comes. What's cracking, bitch? How come you taste so good? <laughs> well, Tootie, mommy's got a thick and rich syrupy ass. Mama's <sighs> flapjack juice is thick and rich. Watch mama. So it's all about it's our, Mama's Flapjack Juice. It's okay, everybody. It's our sponsor. It's our sponsor, Mama's oh, Flapjack Juice. They are sponsoring everything yes. from now on. It will be all about Mama's Flapjack Juice. Oh, What's cracking, bitches? Oh, so I'm going to open a podcast every night. Carla so, Jean says, Kevin looks like he is wearing a name tag. It's not. <laughs> but here's the part I like. He is still adorable. Aw. <laughs> Thank you very much, Anyways, uh, go to LudiniRockandRollCircus.com. Uh, we don't have a free app, but no, it's just yet. a cool place. And you can you can get uh, become a member of our private Facebook group, and there's a lot of stuff. Uh, Rich Morris just joined, so I know you'll be very excited. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh, Rich. Um, so, um, <laughs> and uh, don't forget Wolf's Customs. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Wolfie. What do you got going on come, coming up, Mr. Pittsburgh? You got anything fun you're going to be doing this week? I'm going to thaw out. It is so freaking cold here in I have heat in the house cranked, and I have a space heater in the room with us. Yeah. Because we, we would, yeah, it, we'd, we'd be standing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I literally hibernate in my bedroom because I keep the heat up decently there, but the rest of the apartment's too expensive. Too expensive. How can I buy new guitars if I'm paying for electricity? You know who invented electricity? Muddy Water. Muddy Water. Muddy Water invented electricity. <laughs> Muddy Water. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, God bless me. Um, Jimmy Page turned 80 the same week that Pat Benatar turned 71. Um, mm, so just just nice. a couple of birthdays we kind of like glossed over yeah. there, you know. Yeah. So if you see either one of them, you know, say Wish happy, him a happy birthday from ha- us. Happy belated birthday yeah. from the circus. So. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, I don't know. We will we'll discuss. If this is going to continue to be the two of us, maybe a good time to break in to do some rush, maybe. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe. We'll see how it goes. See how we we has, doing, we has, yeah. Many things are afoot. Yes. Um, hey, by the way, I've said right. this before. I'm going to post this in the Pittsburgh um, thing. I don't know if Bill's still watching. I want a dr- I need a drummer. We want a drummer to come and yeah. play. We're gonna it, it, we get a set of V. Dr- I'm trying to hold your hand. Me. Um, stop <laughs> touching me. You're pointing. You're pointing to the room that I have. Back part of the room here, where I'm back sitting. Back here, I want to set up a set of V drums, and we're gonna start fucking performing like a band. Yeah. Okay. Like no, as a bit. We're gonna be a band. Yeah. Okay. Like I want to get this going. So if you know any drummers. Um, Send they can like hang way. out with us that are like not schmucks. Yeah, no, we don't you like know. schmucks. You know, so yeah. the I find nice people. I, I heard the definition of schmuck. It's Jewish, isn't it? Schmuck Yiddish? is like when they circumcise. Yeah, you yeah. that piece of skin that is called schmuck. Don't be a schmuck. <laughs> don't be a schmuck. Exactly. So, guys, thank you so much for listening to Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, and whatever you do this week, don't be a schmuck. No. 